Welcome to Pushing Through. I'm Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, we got press conferences in Philly. We got press conferences in Brooklyn. And we got basketball on the way. Obviously, the All-Star Weekend is coming up, so we're going to get a little bit of a break. But on the other side of that, we got Brooklyn, the new-look Brooklyn Nets. We got the new-look Philadelphia 76ers. And BJ, where do you want to start? Because we got to talk about how this all played out and what we've seen so far uh, from the start of these new tenures of these franchises. Well, Tate, let's start here. When are they playing? (laughs) (laughs) March 10th. That's the game in Philadelphia. When are these guys going to actually get to the floor? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, all of the hypotheticals and the, the 2K predictions and the, the ratings and all of that sounds great. Sounds good. I'm watching all of the, the, the talk shows and all the talking heads. When are we actually going to talk about what Ben Simmons did in the game? Mm. And when did James Harden, when is he going to get to the floor and what he did in the game? So... The trades have been made. All the transactions have been made. All of the, the, the salary cap experts and all of those things have been made. They've given us a lot of drama. Who's got the better of the deal? Who lost the deal? When are we going to talk about what actually happens on the court? Mm. That's what I'm looking for. All of this is meaningless. Yeah. You know what I mean? I... I, 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 I when you get in your 50s, you're not there yet, Tate. The sideshow, you save that for, you know, people who are interested in that. I, <laughs> Which seems like the general public. They, they love the sideshow more than know, the basketball. Yeah, I'm not really interested <laughs> in all of the, the talks and the trades and all of that. Mm-hmm. What I'm really interested in, who's going to perform? Who's actually going to play? When do the guys... You know, they, they take my money at the beginning of the season for season tickets. They ask me to, to, to sign up for the NBA package. They, they, ask, they take my money, but nobody plays. Yeah. And you just keep telling me they're going to play in the future. Well, Tate, I'm here in the present right now. When are they going to get to the floor? Mm. Well, the future is near, apparently, because... Oh, uh, we're still waiting. Okay, all right. That, that we're still waiting. Ben Simmons, he said in his press conference that, uh, you know, he couldn't get into specifics as to why it ended mm. the way it did in Philadelphia. Couldn't get into specifics, but that he is ramping up uh, for his okay. return to the court. So he's sure. Ben Simmons is now ramping up. James Harden, on the other side, he's in practice, BJ. In fact, there, there's footage coming out. He's working out with Tyrese Maxey. He was very impressed with Maxey in the first practice. There was the footage of Joel Embiid taking... Uh, uh, step back jumpers, learning from James Harden already. Um, so there, it seems like everyone um, has bought in and seems excited on the other side of this deal. But like you said, we haven't seen any of the basketball yet. So yeah. that that it's still TBD, right? We can't make decisions yet. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> I want to talk about the game. Yeah. I want to talk about, you know, is this you know are these guys going to figure it out? I want to talk about. Mm. Winning and losing. I'm tired of talking about all this other stuff. Or they're going to be. And who's going to stop James Harden and Joel Embiid in a screen and roll? Uh, well, let's let me see tell, it. Let me tell you. It's easy to stop someone in screen and roll when the person in the screen and roll doesn't make the right decisions. And the last thing I want from Joel Embiid now is to become a pick and pop guy. Because we know that Joel Embiid should not be running screen and roll. They should be throwing that ball to Joel Embiid on the post. Mm. Okay. As they've done all season. Okay. 
So I want to say this here. This is perhaps Doc Rivers' greatest coaching effort of his career. Because you hear me say this all the time, Tate. People, coaches in particular, leaders, great leaders, whether you run in a Fortune 500 company or sports, great leaders always function in the dysfunction. They thrive in the adversity. Well, I can't think of a more adverse situation than when Doc Rivers has had to coach through than this year. Mm. And there aren't a lot of people who can function in that dysfunction and still have his team one game. And and play hard. No, no, not play hard. No, playing hard, this is professional sports. You (laughs) learn how to play hard in high school and college. This is professional sports. If I'm paying you when I'm paying you, at the very least, Tate, you can play hard. (laughs) At the very least. I ain't saying you got to play well, but at the very least, you should play hard. Mm -hmm. I'm not cutting no breaks today, okay? Because you guys have been – these. I'm sick of these trades now. Like, play. I want to see these guys play. Mm. Doc Rivers has coached this team, and they're like a game out of first place, minus Ben Simmons. How he kept this group together, how he kept this group focused, how he managed on the run, on the fly, to change Joel's, you know, his the way he's going to play. He did all this on the fly, and they're right there. They're right there. Like they're a game out of first place. Doc Rivers deserves that credit of keeping this team headed in the right direction because they've had every excuse to fall by the wayside. Yeah, this this season in general, they had every reason to say, let's mail it in, let's wait till next year. But instead, like you said, they were one game out of first place. The trade was on the table. Yeah. And they make the big move, and here we are, and now we're talking Tyrese, NBA title. Tyrese you know? Maxey steps up. Mm-hmm. Seth Curry steps up. How about DeAndre, uh, 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 Andre, Andre Drummond. Drummond comes in, fills in nicely every time he gets an opportunity to start. Joel Embiid, people keep sleeping on Tobias Harris. He keeps he keeps just plugging away, playing mm-hmm. very well at a high level. And he stepped into that second role. And they on the team. are right yeah. there, minus an NBA All Star. A young NBA All-Star. So I want to give Doc Rivers credit. Now, James Harden is coming to this team. You know what? You know what James Harden is going to have to learn how to do? Okay? Is play what we call, if you want to understand championship level basketball, you have to understand what I'm about to say, Tate. It's a blended brand of basketball. You got to go inside a little bit. You got to go outside a little bit. Some nights you're not going to have it on the offensive end. You got to defend a little bit. I'm happy they gave James Harden this time off because if the person isn't happy, the player has no chance. James, get everything you need to get yourself ready because when you come to the court, James, I'm going to ask Mm. you the most critical question anyone's ever asked you. This is what Doc Rivers is going to say to him in Doc Rivers' word. James, do you want to be coached? Do you want to be coached? Because I'm about to ask you to do something you've never done in your career. I'm about to ask you to give me everything you possibly have. 
to help this team win the final game of the season. Now, we can sit here and talk about his stats. James has the 37 at night. Step back. Da-da-da, da-da-da, legendary. All we that. know, we we know all that. We yeah. all know that. But James has yet to win the final game of the season. Because I'm going to ask James to do something no other coach has ever asked him to do. Because Doc Rivers, and I'm going to say it, Doc Rivers is the best coach he's ever played for. This is a Hall of Fame coach. Mm-hmm. And Doc Rivers is going to ask him to do something no other coach has required him to do yet. Hold him accountable on the defensive end. And if y'all telling me here on this podcast that they're going to win because he's going to average 30 points a game. <laughs> no, that ain't happening. Mm-hmm. Now, all of that, I heard all the talk. I want to see James Harden diving on the, on the, for loose balls like, I saw, like I'm seeing Joel Embiid do. I want to see him giving me second efforts on the defensive end for rebounds. I want to see him making rotations to cover guys on the perimeter and hustling back. I want to see him getting back in transition. I'm not really interested in the screen row. Why? Because if you are getting stops on the other end, Tate, which is one of the first requirements you got to do to win a championship, you shouldn't need to run screen roll. So if he's running screen roll, that means they're taking the ball out of the basket, and that means they're not doing their job on the other end. Mm. The best teams in the league are always the top-rated defensive teams in the league. So what I should be talking about is James Harden's decision-making in transition playing what we call advantage basketball because the best teams in the league are getting stops playing three versus two, two versus one, four versus three. Okay? If we got numbers. If they're playing screen roll, walking the ball up the court, that means the other team is scoring. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good game. That means they're not able to get the other team stops. And as you advance in the playoffs, the teams get better and better and better. So James Harden has to have a serious talk with James Harden because I'm going to tell you something. Doc Rivers is going to tell him the truth. He's going to tell him the truth and he's going to demand it. No, no, he's going to demand no, him to play Doc that Rivers way. is not going to sugarcoat this. <laughs> Doc Rivers is the only one. Let me look around again on that team that's won championship within the entire organization. So I don't want to hear when Doc Rivers starts telling people. Doc Rivers, he didn't call out Ben Simmons, in my opinion. He just told him the truth. He told the man the truth. And, and, it, and the truth was so obvious to everyone that it had to be said. If, if he didn't say it, he would lose all credibility, in my opinion. You, when you are a coach, when you are in a position of leader, lead, when you are in a leadership position, you have to abide by the principles of leadership. It requires you to tell it like it is. It requires you. You. One of the things, Tate, I'm on, I want to say this to you and all of our listeners. You scream praise and you whisper criticism. As a parent, as a parent, I've been placed in a leadership position. You don't want to leave scars on people, okay? You don't scream at people when they make mistakes. That's not leadership. Leadership says when, you're, when, when a young person, like we're talking about here, Ben Simmons or 
James Harden, you scream praise. You scream it. Great job. We need more of that. But when they do something wrong, you whisper that. But you got to tell them the truth if because if you're going to do this best for the team, you're, you're coaching a group. Mm. So I hope that James Harden understands what he's walking into because Doc Rivers is a very principled coach. Doc Rivers is not going to bite his tongue. But I know Doc Rivers is one of the best coaches that ever stood on that sideline. Because he's going to require James Harden to give everything he has to that team. Mm. Because I know Doc Rivers is. And I can see the progression with Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid has improved under Doc Rivers. That is a fact. That's He's improved fact. not just as a basketball player, but as a leader. As a leader, you can see his. You can see the way he's, where he's playing. You can see his improvement in his conditioning, and you can see more importantly, you can see how he's taking responsibility for an organization. Yeah, this is a new and improved Joel Embiid under Doc Rivers. You can see that Doc Rivers. You can see Maxi's improvement. You can see how Doc is going to require everyone to play as a group. And James Harden, you 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 got to you got to fall in line now. I don't, all that thirty five that's that sounds good because Doc Rivers is going to tell you the truth whether you want to hear it or not. He's not going to embarrass you. The man is a pro's pro. And this, you're not gonna you're not you don't just waltz in here and start scoring and. And running screen rolls. No, I need some stops. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs, guess what the guess, guess what the goal is in the playoffs? How get stops? How can how can I get stops? That's that's one. But how many uncontested and easy shots can I get? And the only way you get easy uncontested shots is because you stop someone on the other end. If you mm-hmm. playing five versus five, I feel really good about my defense in a championship caliber of team. But if you playing advantage basketball, that's a different game. So, I think it's time for Philly to buckle up. I like what Philly's doing. Take all the rest you need. But when you do step on the court, I need 110%. Not only just physically, mentally. I need you engaged. James Harden said February 25th is when he plans to return. And that they're gearing up for a run. Uh, once he gets back on the court, and I, I do I, like I like everything he said at the press conference today. And I know that you know you can win, like we talked about on the show. You can win the press clippings, you can win all this stuff, but the basketball is going to speak for itself. But as far as what you want to hear as a Philadelphia fan, James Harden saying he wants to be there. James Harden saying that this is the team that he wanted to go to when he was in that's Houston. Okay. That's okay. I I, 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 I like hearing all, that though. I've heard all that before. <laughs> I'm old now. I don't mm-hmm. want to hear anything. Show me. Your words, your actions, and your behaviors. Show me. It starts February because 25th. Because when it gets tough, then I'm going to find out. Yeah, mm. Everybody, you know, it's the, you know, the press conference. You say all the right things. Okay. Well, what's going to happen when the, when the Philly fanatics start booing, when they lose a game they should have won at home? <laughs> what's going to happen? Then we're mm. going to find out. Then we're going to find good- out. And I think the good news for Harden, at least you know from the outside looking in, is I think Joel Embiid has taken such of an onus as a leader on this team that it's 
you know, it's not even a question whose team it is, quote-unquote, right? I mean, Joel Embiid is going to be that guy for this team, but they need James Harden to also buy in and play that level of basketball and have that level of accountability. This isn't a buy-in take. This is Philly. Mm -hmm. This is Philly. This isn't some organization (laughs) that hasn't won. This Mm -hmm. is Philadelphia. Yes. We saw the Big Dipper here. Yeah, no, that's why James Harden can't wear 13 because of Will Chamberlain. we, We saw Will Chamberlain here. Yeah. We saw AI, the answer. Dr. J. Yeah. We seen the doctor, Moses Malone. Yeah. And one of my favorites, the 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 Boston Strangler. Andrew, Andrew Tony. Tony. <laughs> uh, okay. World be free. Okay. I don't want to hear about like we like this is an organization that had the first great player. Joel mm-hmm. Embiid is continuing the tradition here. Okay. Of Barkley, of Malone, of those guys. Charles yeah. Barkley. How could I forget him? Charles There's been great players. Hal Greer. There's been great players here. Now, James, I want you to understand what you're walking into. Yeah, this is no joke. Th- th- yeah, th- this I want is- you to understand. I want him to understand. James, this is fabulous. This is where you want to be. You said all of the right things. We are on a championship journey without you. Joel Embiid is that good. Joel Embiid, without question, if the season ended, if he's not one for MVP, he's two. Mm. Okay? We're on a championship journey without you. James Harden, right now, whether he's aware of it or not, this is going to be one of, if not the most difficult thing he's ever done. Because with this talent comes great responsibility and expectations. And the Philadelphia fan base is not going to expect anything less than for them to be celebrating at the end of the postseason. Yes. I agree with that. Now, all of this talk and press conference, to me, it's just a setup. (laughs) They booed Santa Claus there. <laughs> okay. Okay. They booed Santa Claus. My Midas is denying the Santa Claus booze, but I think it happened. I love the Philly fan base, okay? These people are loyal and these people there when you go to Philly, you don't mess around, okay? Yeah. You yes. don't mess around. And you can't hide in Philly. You, you know what I mean? Ben Simmons tried to hide, but you hey, cannot hide. This is why I love AI. It was well documented about AI and all the things. But if there's anyone that deserves Philadelphia and Philadelphia deserves AI, it's a match made in heaven. Yes. They were built the same way. When the game (laughs) showed up, there was no doubt AI was coming. Now, what he did and how he prepared, (laughs) that's another another podcast. That might be for James Harden to look into. No, no, no. (laughs) AI had a special gift. Everybody don't have that gift. See, that's not something you learn. AI, no, that, that's has, coming out. That's coming out of the Tidewater, Virginia. That's AI different. man is a legend. <laughs> yes, to any player in any generation. I hear the old guy said, "Well, they see AI, man. They they bow down to him. Hey, we yeah, all see AI. Guys. They're like he's cold. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, these guys are good, but that guy is special. Okay, <laughs> AI is so. It was no doubt what he was going to do at seven thirty. Yep. I don't care what was going on. 7.30 came, AI laid on the line, and that man, had, that man played that game from his heart. That's Philly. 
I don't want to hear no more excuses. I don't want to hear. Take all the time you need. But when you show up at 7.30 in Philadelphia and you step on that court, you better have the mental toughness because that's more important than the physical toughness. Because in Philadelphia in particular, no one is off limits. Mm. Okay? So I'm excited. Tate, I'm excited when they start playing. We can talk about it. I think it's great for the NBA. We've we've dissected it. We've analyzed it, criticized it, demonized it. We've done everything you can. But at some point, Tate, it's time to play. Now, when when does the game start? Because I'm trying to get to Philly. Because I want to get to Philly when when Brooklyn comes into town. Yeah, March 10th. Okay, is that's the where date I'm that trying to get to. I'm, that's, that's what we're I'm all looking at. Yeah. And I want to flip it on the other side of this trade because I think two players, obviously, that get traded out of Philadelphia, they play for the Nets against the Kings uh, last night, and we're talking about, obviously, Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. And immediately, BJ, those two are the best two players on the Brooklyn Nets currently. I mean, obviously, Kyrie was out in that game. and well, they're, uh, they're, they're the only hurt. two players that have been playing good basketball for the last month. Yeah. Let's just be honest. I mean, it, but it changed the whole – I mean, the let's, Brooklyn team looked totally different listen, because of listen, those two guys. Listen. Those two guys are about pros. Drummond and Curry. Every night that they walk out on the floor in Philadelphia, they expect it to win. Mm-hmm. Take that's a that's a hell of a thing. Every night when you when it's a different when you walk out going, man, I don't know how this game gonna turn out, or you walk out going, man, I expect to win. Which is what we talked about way back in the day with the process because you were worrying about guys having that mentality creep in where I don't expect to win when I come out here. Winning is a habit. Losing is a habit. Yes. You don't want to get bad habits. This is what the analytics doesn't take take into account. You can see that those players who came over from Philadelphia, that they are expecting to win. And that's good to see. Because that's infectious. The rest of the team would be like, oh. That's why great players, great players can change your total environment because they won't allow you to have to that, let losing, that doubt that creep in yeah. mentality. Mm-hmm. Now, how long is this going to last? Okay? But, and the reason I'm asking that is because they're not in the scouting report yet. We yeah. don't know how to defend them yet. We mm-hmm. don't know what they're really trying to do yet. We don't know the pace and space and all that. You could yet. see the Kings were very, very let out me, of sorts. Let me assure you. <laughs> look around the court. I bet you there are about 20 advanced scouts. They already got their notes back to their team. Oh, this is how they're going to try to play with Seth Curry. Oh, this is what they're going to try to do with Drummond. These guys are very sophisticated. This isn't like just a pickup game where you just go – and play. So these guys are very strategic. And they're going to take away something. This is why this is the most sophisticated game in the world, the NBA game, as far as basketball. It's because these advanced scouts and all of these people, this is what they do. Mm. Now, it's going to take about 10 games or so before we figure it out because it's going to require well, – well, they played at home – Okay, you normally play better at home than you do on the road. What's going to happen when they get on the road? Oh, Kyrie's going to be there. Let me see. That's going to affect how how Curry gonna, plays. Yeah, Curry plays. That's going to affect how uh, Drummond plays. 
So it's going to take about 10 games. And this league is going to figure it out. It's going to go around the league because it's already there. I've already talked to people. Oh, this is what they're trying to do. So the first five or 10 games, it's like, it, it, it's a free, it's like a fill-out process because no one really knows how, you know, Coach Nass is going to utilize them, how they're going to implement them with the players, how they're going to play. What's going to happen when Ben Simmons finally gets out there? Kyrie, mm. KD, we got to get KD back into the fold. So right now, you know, all right, looked good last night. But Sacramento, they didn't know what to expect. It's just like, let me just come out and see. And also Sacramento has Sabonis, and they're trying Sabo- to figure out what their team their looks things. like. Yeah, Sabonis. Yep. And all. So, again, I normally take 25 games before I can start actually critiquing a team. Mm-hmm. Because you got to, like, figure out what's going on here before you can start saying, this is who they are, this is what they're going to be. But last night they looked good. Those guys both played well. You know, you could see what they could do. Clearly they're very talented. And I think with the other – you know, outstanding players they have, in particular KD and Kyrie and Ben Simmons, it sounds good. It sounds good. It sounds Mm -hmm. right. But there's a lot that has to happen in order for them to get to where they want to get to. And can we quickly, before we get out of here, talk about Ben Simmons a little bit because he did have his press conference today. He was asked about, you know, like you said, when all those guys do come back, Kyrie, KD himself, you know, he said, quote, it's going to be scary. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and again, this goes back to the own paper conversations right. that we're having. Right. But in reality, I mean, Ben Simmons said there's no date that has been set, but he is ramping up to get back on the court. I don't think we ever see 25 games with these three guys playing with each other, this season at least, BJ. So, I mean, how can we really even evaluate this team? It does feel like a a next-year proposition, and that might be me reading too much into it. Well, as I said before, you know, this is going to take time. You know, you don't just sit out for a year and then you just – no, that's not happening. It's not happening. That's how I mean exactly. No, it's not happening. So let's it's so happening. so let's go ahead and just make that known that that it's that's not ha- it's, it's not going to be able to flip the switch and be what fine. You, yeah. What you're hoping to see is the following. Can you see a glimpse of what this could be? Yes. I think Ben Simmons the trade for them gives them a hope of opportunity. Because what was ha- what was starting to happen in Brooklyn is that the window was closing by the day of saying at first, we thought this team could win it, and all of a sudden, you started saying over the last week or so, I didn't know if they could win it or not. Now, mm. with Ben Simmons, you can see hope back in the building. That's just what, that's what it is. Now, what I'm hoping to see this year is a glimpse of saying, this team could be X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping to see. And why am I saying hope? Because Ben Simmons can't be in tip-top condition. Kyrie can't be in tip-top condition. He's not playing enough. You're just yeah. playing on the road. And, I, and I've heard a lot of people say that he comes in for the home games and he does a full workout, the 48-minute yeah, work. But like you said, it's not the same. It's not the same. KD can't now be in tip-top condition because of the, the – the injury. The injury and the, and, and the amount of time he's missed because of the injury. Coach Nash can't have implemented all the things he wanted to put in with this team because you can't, like, go out and practice at this stage of the season and do all of those things, all right? Drummond and Curry, they just got there, right? They haven't probably even unpacked their bags at the hotel, and they have families and things. 
So this is all on the fly. What I'm hoping to see is that you're saying, oh, okay, with a little practice, a little togetherness, you know, Coach Nash is in there cooking in the kitchen. They got hmm. a chance. Ben Simmons, hopefully, whatever he's got going, he he will clear that off. And then you could say this team could be X, Y, and Z. Kyrie and KD, now they've been thrust into leadership positions, so forth and so on. Other than that, I'm not really expecting more because you're talking about a team that hasn't played together. Think about that. This team Ever. hasn't this team hasn't Ever. played together. Oh, yeah. Ever. And they were I saying, mean, oh. There, there's a chance that Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons have played pickup in the summertime. I mean, but that is the extent of it. They've never played together. And then we're talking about, yeah. oh, yeah, they're, they're, this is going to Like, respect the game a little bit. You know what I mean? Just a little bit. I'm not saying a lot. You just respect it a little bit. Just I know, enough to know that you can't just win on paper. Yeah, I'm and I think like, that's, hey, that's the issue Simmons, with this ben whole conversation. Ben Simmons and I are just going to, like, connect Figure for the last <laughs> seven games of the season. And then roll into the playoffs and just roll through everything and whatever. No, it's not going to happen. But mm -hmm. it's fun to think of what they could be, provided they can stay healthy, provided they can get the appropriate amount of time that's necessary, and more importantly, they can execute. Because they have some things they have to shore up there in Brooklyn. And the first thing is their defense, their team defense, Okay. Kyrie, champion. KD, champion. So we know those guys can perform, provided they have a supporting cast that can get them there. And that's going to require them to get through the regular season. That's the Lakers' problem right now. They forgot about the regular season as they were building mm. their team. They got to get through the regular season because suddenly Brooklyn goes from the number one seed to now they're in the play-in game. So there's a lot of things that's got to happen here. There's a lot of things that has to go right, as you know. And let's just see how it plays out. Let's mm. see how it plays out. I want to see uh, Ben Simmons. All right, take a year to get yourself back to where that Ben Simmons was from a year ago. But it's not going to happen in, in, what, 18, 20 games or whatever, whatever's left of the season. Like you said, and it's disrespectful to assume that, and that's why when I look at these situations, I think they're very similar in, when, in one sense, obviously, but in another sense, they're very different because I do think that Philadelphia was on a title path this season as far, you know, without Ben Simmons. They were, they were trying to get to the championship. Brooklyn, with all the injuries and everything, and Kyrie being part-time, I mean, there was just a lot of distractions already then they make this trade and now you have a lot of pieces that you have to take time to figure out but I think if James Harden like we talked about at the top of the show if he can get in and, and buy in and be a part of this blend of basketball championship blend of basketball Philadelphia is an interesting conversation when we get to the playoffs and I'm excited about yeah, I, that I, it is and, and again and, and you haven't heard his name in this conversation but I want to say I'm putting Doc Rivers for coach of the year. I like that. Putting him Monty, Will Monty Williams feels Monty like Williams the runaway. Monty Williams has been amazing, okay? Yeah. I also want to put Chris Paul in for coach of the year. <laughs> I do. I do. I really do. Yeah. Because I, when I watch – If I'm any franchise, I'm trying to hire Chris Paul I, as soon as he's I done playing. When I watch Monty Williams and Chris Paul talk, it, 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 it's like one of the most beautiful things I've seen. It's like – it's kind of like – 
Monty gets an opportunity to just put all of his ideas into Chris Paul, and Chris Paul goes out and executes him. That, to me, is a beautiful thing. Like, Chris Paul should be up for Coach of the Year. <laughs> because him and Monty, it's been a long time since I've seen a coach and a player disconnected. Yeah. It's like Monty just looks at Chris. Chris says, okay, Coach, I got it. And then Monty just goes, Chris, can you t- can you get that done? And Chris goes, okay, I got it. He's just, Chris Paul should be Coach of the Year. But because he can't be Coach of the Year, I'm going to give it to Doc Rivers. Because what Doc has done throughout all of this noise, throughout all of this, his team is right there a game or so out of first place in the Eastern Conference. That, to me, is a man who understands how to be how to coach a dysfunctional environment and make it work. And, mm. and there, aren't a, there aren't a lot of people in this league today. There aren't a lot of people in this league in its 75-year history that can do that. Well, Doc Rivers stood in that fire when it got hot. Doc Rivers stood on everything he said. He stood on his coaching principles. And he's still leading a group of young men to be the very best of themselves. And you can't tell me that this Philadelphia 76ers team isn't playing up to its truest potential throughout all of this adversity. And then you take away two more, two starters from them, and Seth and Ben Simmons, and a key player that was in his rotation and Andre Drummond, and you still saying, I oh, mean, they should win the championship. How many coaches could, could survive that? I'm going to take if two any. starters. So I'm going to go to the Warriors <laughs> and take two starters off their team and one of their rotational guys, and you go, oh, yeah, they're still going to win it. But you put that pressure on Doc Rivers, and we don't say nothing about it. No, I'm standing up for Doc because I know mm-hmm. how difficult that is to try to win with, when everything goes right, let alone what Doc is going When you're going shorthanded, through. yeah. This has been an amazing coaching job. And this should be a lesson for all of us is how to function through adversity. Because Doc Rivers, that means his system has to be able to plug and play. That means he's still got to coach people, human beings. He still has to deal with the expectations of winning. And somehow he's still done that. This has been incredible. So if I can't give it to if I can't give it to Chris Paul, because he's he, he should be the coach of the year this year. He really should. M- Monty might have been last year, but Chris this year, yeah. Chris Paul, Chris Paul. You know what? Chris Williams. That's what we should call it. No, Monty, Monty Paul, or whatever we want to call it. You know what I mean? Let's let's put them together. Those two have a relationship that's it, and it's like one of the most beautiful things I've seen. Like I just admire it. I'm like, oh wow, this is like, look at those two. They're, they they've got it figured out. They figured out something. I'm giving it to Doc Rivers then. If I can't give it to if I can't give it to Chris, I'm giving it to Doc for all the reasons that I said. Which is funny because, you know, we work it back in time. I mean, Doc and Chris Paul were together for so long, and now these are the two best coaches in basketball just on separate sides. Yeah. I mean, what can you say? I mean, what, yeah. what can you say? I mean, it, it, it really is. And the Phoenix Suns, you know, they have the – I think I sent it to you last night. You know, 
Oh, I love the dogs. I, yeah, I, I yeah. Love, I love, you know, I'm fired up today. I'm fired up because of that. You know what? <laughs> yeah, I'm their whole up. team. I mean, Bismack, Javale. I mean, DeAndre. Ay- I, DeAndre Ayton's barking like a dog. I, I mean, they're. With James, I'm going to ask James Jones. Right? I, I, I normally don't say this. I'm going to ask James Jones. Can I just be part of the pregame ritual? I mean, I yeah. want to be fired up. Uh, you know, if America all, if you haven't seen it, go look it up. Uh, you know, JaVale and all these guys, it's on Instagram. Oh, it's, it's a great moment. I was fired time. up last. I was fired. I was I mean, fired up. Chris Paul and Jay Crowder like dying laughing. I mean, they're, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good great. time. You know what? It's great. You know, it, it reminds me of, you know, we had a guy, you know, you need that guy, you know, and you need an emotional leader. And I yeah. played with a guy, you know, his name is, you know, Cliff Good News Levingston. You know, shout out to Cliff. <laughs> And, and if anyone knows Cliff, he just has good news. That's why we call him good news. And he started this thing called, what time is it? And we all just shouted. <laughs> and it just, it just, it, it was like, what a, you know, it's game time. And it reminded me of something that you look forward to the start of the game. And mm. I remember we would all look forward to that and no one would miss that moment. It was just like a, it was like, Everyone got to, to be a kid and scream and shout before we went out there. And, you know, we had to deal with all the pressures we had to deal with. But that moment made me smile so hard because everyone was participating. Even the guys, <laughs> even like Dario Sarage and, 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 and uh, what's the other guy's name from? Uh, guys that were hurt. Guys yeah, yeah, were hurt. hurt. Uh, what's his name? Went to Wisconsin. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, that. Frank Kaminsky. Frank, yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank, you can tell they're not missing this. You can tell, like, no one's going to miss that. Yeah, Sarge was dying. When DeAndre Ayton was yeah, on all fours barking, it, 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 I think Sarge so, lost his It life. reminded me because everyone, and we couldn't start to everyone was there, too. And it, it reminded, it was, like, such a great morale and team-building thing. It's, like, when you have something, like, everyone wants to be a part of, and it's, like, it's like stupid, but you get it. And yeah. it was great. And it made me smile. So, you know what, um... I think Milwaukee it, had a funny one last year too. They used to do the the wrestling theme, right? Yeah, that, I was gonna say the, the yeah the Lopez twins used to do that. Then Robin left, yeah, and then I think Giannis and Brooks started, started doing it with each other. Yeah, but that the, that's like the team part of it. You know what I mean? And oh I think man, that's, that's that's great. That's the beauty of the game. You know, trying to see that team. You know, trying to see those moments where you're like, okay, th- this is why this team. It's not just the amazing basketball plays and decisions that they make on the court. It's that they care for each other. Yeah. They'll do anything for each other, and uh, you know they needed like that moment of levity. Oh which, man, uh, that's great! And these guys good. are like smiling. I mean, that, that just—and that's what <laughs> it would always make me laugh. You know, I was like, why do I like doing this? It was—it's just like one of those things. You it's know, like being a kid again. Yeah, like Cliff Livingston would come out and he starts screaming it too, and then you can see the fans—they start now. Everyone, <laughs> and uh, you know that—that's a great thing. So I don't know how we got there, but I—I I, I love that. So I just want to let you know when we go to Phoenix for the NBA Finals. Mm. Yeah. You and I will probably end up getting escorted out of the arena for sneaking in the back to try to get in. I want to get in on that. I, you know, the game. I, I think you'll be okay. I, I, I think they'll, okay I think they'll the probably toss from, me and Midas, I, but you'll be good. We can go to Dan good. Marley's place and watch the game, right? I'll call oh, Dan. Thunder Dan. We'll, there we'll, you get go. Our, we'll get our wings and we'll watch the game. But we have to sneak in when he said, you know what? You know, you need those dogs to start hunting. You need the. <laughs> <laughs> start barking. We got to start. I just want to get in on that. And you know what? And I want Lindsay to take a photo because I just want to yeah, get in go. on that. That that yeah. is that's 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 a part of the game I want to see. You know what? 
I think Monty would let you in on that. Oh, I, I got to get in on it. I got to get on I'm so glad I'm not the general manager because I would be the first GM. I'm in on that one right there. You'd be like, PJ, come on, man. You can't do that. No, I'm in on that one. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I got to be in there. I got to be in there. Oh, that's great. Oh, man. Well, there you have it. This has been I'm, – I'm excited for – I know All-Star. We'll, we'll talk again before the you know All-Star break happens this weekend. We'll break that down on Thursday. But, you know, I'm excited that on the other side of All-Star break, BJ, I feel like the real basketball begins. We're going to see what Philadelphia looks like. We're going to see Milwaukee kind of turn, you know, turn the page a little bit, kind of click into gear, get Giannis healthy and everything. Right. So I'm excited for the basketball ahead, and it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. And I'm excited – because at some point here, we got to start playing. Yes. You know, and now everyone's made their moves. All the chess moves have been made. Now all the rosters now are set, you know, and I'm sure there are going to be some buyouts and somebody's going to pick someone. But we know, we know who we are. I mean, Gordon Drogic might get signed by the yeah, Lakers or something like that. But, but for the most part, we know who they are. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be any player that's going to shift the pendulum mm-hmm. and be that impactful um, moving forward. So I'm excited. Let's get going. The East is wide open. I'm still yes. picking Milwaukee. Come out. Let's not disrespect Miami. DeMar DeRozan's putting up 40 Been point amazing. efforts. I mean, this he, guy is. He's got to just be in the conversation of yeah, MVP. You, 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 I mean, I don't think he's going to win it, but he's got to be in the put conversation. Him in the conversation is one of the mm-hmm. elite players in the MVP conversation. DeMar's been doing this for quite some time. Yep. He should let's let's make sure we show him love here. Hopefully, Zach Levine is okay. Right. Yep. You know, he's going on with his knee. But I'm really excited. I think the Eastern Conference is wide open. I think, you know, Giannis is still the best player. In the world. Okay. Phoenix, they've made their statement. I think Five games ahead of anyone in the Western question, Conference. I think they are the best team in the Western Conference. I think they're the best team in the league. Yep, same. Okay, but I'm not going to disrespect the champ. Yeah, exactly. We've already out. seen what he can do. I mean, you, okay. you, he can take it to another level. And it too. didn't take Milwaukee long to go out there and get surged. They say, wait a minute. They tried to knock the champ out. <laughs> they went out and got a big because they saw the same thing you and I saw, Tate. All right. Yep. So I, I'm excited about the second half of the season. Let's enjoy All Star weekend. Let's enjoy the All Star festivities. I think the league is going to put in an amazing show. We got the 75th. 75 greatest players. Congratulations to all of the first-timers. Congratulations to the All-Star. Congratulations to all of the things, all of the players that's going to be there from all around the world, right? Yep. But then, Tate, someone's got to play basketball. Mm. And that's what we're here for. We're about this action, Tate, on pushing through. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And, BJ, anything else before we get out of here? And we'll see you later in the week. Tate, in Lake Erie, what do you do? Because that's what All-Star game is going to be, right? Is Lake Erie, is that where it's at there over there? There you have it. There you have it. What do you, you do, Tate? Because make... it's cold in Lake Erie right, right about now. What do you it's do, like Tate? Fi- like 15 degrees, but you still got to go out there and make waves. We will see you later in the week.